0: Hi, and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach and author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. All this week, I'm talking to Chef Skyler out of Texas. He is owner of three different food concepts, and we explore his unique vision for the food vending industry. Today, we're talking about the expectations folks have when they go to a food truck.
1: To know how to cook your grandma's recipe or your own recipe and just cook it versus running food as a business is a totally different day and night. It's like, I like to say to people, people like, oh, you know what, chef, it's very easy. I can cook. What you're doing is very simple. You know, pizza is like, I took it, up. it's very simple. I said, all right. So I give them a real world exam. I said, do you know how to drive? He says, yes, I know how to drive. Okay, so tomorrow can you go and compete in NASCAR? Well... We don't know about that. How many advertisements, sponsorships are you going to get tomorrow if you can if you put your hand down and say, let's say you buy yourself a speed store car, and how many people are willing to bet their how many sponsors are willing to bet their money on you because you know how to drive? And that's where people were like, wait a minute, you know, that there is a difference between driving, knowing how to drive, and competing in NASCAR. And that's the same difference in knowing how to cook you know, you can be the king in your own house, but getting out in the field and having customers pay and run it as an operation. I mean, this is a totally different ballgame. And this, these are the lessons that I've learned the hard way. And by hard way means I've lost customers. I've lost time and er energy. I lost money. And that's where, especially after the pandemic, when a lot of people are quitting their jobs and a lot of people are Uh, You know, now I want to pursue my true passion of cooking and food and everything. And there's nothing wrong with it. All power to you guys. I want to support you guys. And we all want to support each other. But know that this is not exactly a, hey, I know how to drive and I can compete in NASCAR the next day. There is a considerable learning curve. I mean, there there is a reason why a lot of restaurants fail in the early on years. And there is, and I like to say another thing is that if if you can go watch Kitchen Nightmares from Gordon Ramsay on YouTube, that's all the reasons why restaurants fail. And you know, you can like this is one of the things that I did. And I when when I started like, okay, where can I learn? I actually watched Kitchen Nightmares from Gordon Ramsay. And it's it's, it's very loud and he's all, you know, all brash and this and that. But if you really look at it, you can consistently see consistently see the problems that chefs and people have, and you can learn from those mistakes. You don't have to make the same mistake. You don't have to put your money. You, you know If you're taking your money out of your 401k, you really want to not make mistakes. The last thing which I do definitely want to say that, and I'll be honest, is in the initial stages, I was cooking from home. I had no idea of food safety. I had no idea of temperatures. I was just cooking and, and sending. And I think that's one of the most dangerous things you can do. I would have my friends, friends. Oh, by the way, we bought the food from you. We have catered. We have a guest who has whose child has a nut allergy. Chef, is there a nut in this? And now I'm like, oh no, I don't have nut. Now, what people have to realize is that you know many people come from different backgrounds, and I really grew up in India, and then of course I have a European influence as well. That we live in a very lawsuit litigation society. If people fall sick eating your food, that's check made. So you want to make sure that you are protecting your personal assets and you are, that's the reason why you should not be cooking from home. And when, when, when those calls started coming in saying we had nut allergy, we had dairy allergy uh, from random people, that's when I'm like, there's got to be a better way. So I actually started looking for you know uh, because if somebody falls sick by the food that I have made cooked at my home, they can really come after my home. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, what's going on? What's that? What's how to get rid? And quite honestly, the government, the way we have our certifications, the food manager certifications, you know how they force us not to cook at home and cook in commissary. It's designed not only to protect our customers, but it's actually also designed to protect us. You know, I mean, we could. Think about like so. I went and took my surf safe manager. Uh, that's the first thing I did, and man, that taught me so much. You know that uh, you know what are the cooking internal temperatures to chicken? It should be hundred sixty five. You know, beef has a hundred forty five degree F, or fish is hundred thirty five or twenty five, whatever that is, right? So it is. It taught me a lot about food safety. It taught me a lot about how I need to cook in the commercial kitchen to separate my personal from my you know my professional interest and 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 certainly it all started falling into pieces you know like having a Sur safe manager certification man it taught me so much of stuff you know and then cooking in commissary, oh yeah, now I have, and now cooking in commissary not only requires you to take the certification, it also requires you to take a liability insurance, you know, 1 million, 2 million and all that. Oh, wait a minute. That's good. Now I'm no longer having sleepless nights. Now I cannot guarantee that somebody is not going to fall sick based on the food that I have, but at least I am doing my part at the very least what the government has mandated. I, I like to say, many people say, oh, it's the government laws is too much. It's too much because they, it's there for a reason. Right. You know, so I think, yeah, that's, that's, uh, you know, there's just a lot. So that's all. Those are all the hard learnings. Fortunately, till date, uh, nobody has fallen sick, just as an FYI. You know, I take extra care. Um, but then, you know, uh, that's what it is. I
0: mean, there's always that possibility. If you do the business long enough and serve enough people, you're going to get blamed. Whether you're the, the problem or not, you're going to get blamed. Because we know from uh, the Surf Safe certification that food illness can take a few hours to as much as a couple of days. Yep. That means something you ate two days ago is making you sick, but you're blaming the last meal that you ate. And if they happen to have eaten from my food truck or your food truck, then they're going to blame us, even though we may yep. not be the problem. You're exactly right. You've got to have the insurance so you can have those restful sleeps at <laughs> night because it's going to happen. If you serve enough people, it's going to happen. Tell me about the what your thoughts are on the uh, food industry, how it's evolving, and what food trends you think are going to end up happening uh, as we come out of the pandemic.
1: So, well, I think this is just my opinion, to be very honest, because, you know, everybody in different, you talk to a pizza guy, well, I am a pizza guy, so I would say my, <laughs> I have a different perspective, but if you talk to a, um, you know, burger person, or if you would talk to a wrap person, or if you talk to a French cuisine person, or a Thai cuisine person, Um, if you talk to health and wellness um, you know basically the way I look at it is that with the pandemic again this is just my opinion uh, we all have a reality check that uh, life is very fickle okay it's very very delicate you know Uh, I have known customers who unfortunately have either in their own relations or whatnot have lost lives because of the coronavirus right and and so the point is that it, people are now realizing that you know when we did not have the vaccines right um, and I actually have some of my cousins who are doctors they were like, "You know what we don't have a vaccine, so what do we do well we we you will now you should eat z- food rich in zinc, vitamin D's, vitamin B complexes, vitamin C's because those are the ones foods that are naturally allowing to the body to help with immunity to fight the virus right so and of course I have an interest in it because of my bioengineering background and nutrition science background so I study a lot of this stuff right so there is obviously a huge push on how um, you know we can have um, you know more health and wellness nutritious foods you know and we're already seeing there's like a bazillion different diets the keto diet the atkin diet the wake water diet the paleo diet the 360 diet the this diet the that diet and honestly i'm losing track of what new diet you know um the the dash diet So there is a lot of that. But at the same time, you know, food trucks, um, I think that there is an increased uh, movement on health and wellness and nutrition food. But I think this is, again, just my opinion. And there are a lot more experienced food truckers. When people go to food truck, they want a unique, exciting food. It's got to be exciting. You know, I was actually at a conference where I actually gave a talk to dietitians out here. I was the only chef who was actually uh, delivering a talk uh, to a group of dietitians. And a lot of these are like leading dietitians from across the country. It was a whole conference. And so the, the biggest learning that I got from that and from what other dietitians are saying that regardless of health and wellness, taste will always be number one. People will always look for exciting, you know, people will always look for new things. And for, for food trucks, you know, we don't have brick and mortar. Therefore we are viewed as a perception of it's not fixed. Therefore it is changing. And if it's changing means we are more creative and as it should be. So we need to be more creative. We need to evolve. We need to offer different exciting things. We cannot be the the same mundane things at the brick and mortar, because ultimately we have the flexibility to, to try out new things. You know what I'm saying? So I think that, uh, renewed focus on health and wellness. That's good. But I think if from a food truck perspective, we still people are looking for exciting things. You know, people are, I, I can tell you right now from my own experience, you know, nine out of 10 customers are always looking for that delicious gourmet dish that I'm making. They just know that, mm-hmm. yeah, Chef's Color is yeah, health and wellness. You know, he cooks all good food. So we know that, that thing never, that topic never, I've never had a customer come and say, can you give me a food which is rich in vitamin D or vitamin D complex or give me that salmon or get me more nuts and seeds because they are rich more in zinc? That's never a conversation. They know that I do it and they have accepted that fact, but I almost never get that. It has to be delicious. It has to be gourmet. It has to be creative. You know, food truckers is it, our line of business is we got to be creative, you know. Yeah. So that's those are some of the trends, you know. I, I am seeing personally that, you know, people and now with quite honestly with pandemic and so many people now wanting to do food trucks. You know, the other day I was driving from my old house to New House and we just bought a house. I actually saw three people towing their brand new food truck trailers. Wow. And it, it, it was there, it was not wrapped. Right. They had these propane tanks, chimneys, they had a fort, just they had these. And I just always I almost wanted to stop them and say, okay, what are you guys want to cook? You know, and this it it has just happened to me like three, four days back. And and I'm like, wow. So people and I'm, I'm just hoping that, you know, there is creativity, you know, bring your bring out your creative side. And I, I think that with so many more people coming in that, you know, I think what's going to differentiate is is your soul, your creativity, your experience, you know.
0: Tomorrow, Chef Skyler and I talk about food truck owners abilities and those abilities going beyond just cooking good food. Thank you guys so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you find all the information helpful to your business, please consider becoming a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. If you like being around like-minded, positive people, join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. There we have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to answering questions about the food truck business. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say when it comes to the food truck industry.